Well, good evening. I'm Jim McGinnis. Welcome to my back porch. I heard rumors of a cold front coming through tonight. Well, I wonder. wonder what Shelby would say for that. Uh, this work is called Root Holds. Um, root Holds is a, a word I heard Carl Sandburg throw out many, many, many years ago. Um, and it's been something that's been with me for a long time. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure I'll ever finish it. And I'm not really sure I want to finish it, to tell you the truth. I have been surrounded by a great number of mentors through the years. Um, but none bigger than my brother-in-law, Jim Lepper. Teacher, friend, brother. Anybody who knows me knows the connection we have and that we've always had. You may have heard some parts of this back in March on Jim's birthday. I recited a few verses in his honor. I'm going to take a chance that he did not see it on Facebook. Anyway, uh, I don't see him a whole lot these days, and that's all on me. And that's something I need to fix. Anyway, I remember him telling me once that if I wanted to write, then I needed to read. And if I wanted to write well, then I needed to read a lot. So I knew what good writing looked like and sounded like. Well, I don't know about the writing part, but without a doubt, Jim instilled in me a love for books and music and a reverence for knowledge and a whole lot of other things between just him and me. So without further ado, this is Root Holds for you, Lep. Won't you disregard the notion that I have been so scarred from enduring the works of a certain Irish bard that there was seldom something for me to sink my teeth into. I learned much from St. Francis and St. Thomas and Maya Angelou, but there's some stuff out there like Kafka, Sartre, and even Camus at times. And I like Camus, but it can lead a man to stare up at the ceiling and slump down in the pew. Voltaire made me laugh. Mother Teresa makes me cry to this day. I read one line of Calvin and went on my merry way. Love God and sin boldly. Indeed, my old professors would probably have me tarred for openly admitting that I learned more of truth just from sitting around the barbecue in my brother-in-law's backyard. From folding chairs and rickety swings, we spoke of the hope that baseball brings and the mystery of music. Reading Shakespeare by the fire and Lincoln on the way, we burned the candle with St. Vincent Millay talked of apolitical Jesus and Jefferson, James Wickham Riley, and Stephen V. Benet. The man taught me things, things of value, and never mind the cost, he set me on a course to cut my teeth on Sandberg, Twain, and Robert Frost. And sometimes still, I like to sit outside in the remnants of a day, chewing on the words of Ernest Hemingway. Now, sitting at the bar down by the marina, he had a mind to teach. Stay curious, Jimbo, he said, and something else about my grasp and reach. 
intelligence and common sense are there, I'm sure, for self-defense, and I could use some more of each, but the prophets speak in present tense. Scholars and artists are good company to keep, showing us a big old world both broad and deep, a blending of thought and emotion, for a life is not some pool of water, it's a fathomless blue ocean. Angels live in libraries, but take a look around, in barber shops, at bus stops, and exchanges over countertops. There is a wisdom in the commonplace just waiting to be found. From smoky tavern conversations, you remember those? <laughs> to park bench visitations with lonely folks downtown, flesh and bone, living out their lives alone, finding meaning on their own. You can't find it all written down, for the truth ain't always leather-bound. But on the other hand, he said, if we belittle all that we don't understand and rely only on our instincts and our native wit, we just might find ourselves embracing a narrow truth that seems to fit, disregarding all else. Surely there will be no happy ending living in the matrix or the cave. Our lives resemble shadows on the wall. We chase the getting and the spending as a goal and not a means of giving purpose to it all. There at the bar, in spite of ourselves, we speak of democratic sin, of Slaughterhouse-Five coming off the shelves, along with Gone with the Wind, Mockingbird, Huckleberry Finn. My brother, in or out of law, always calls it straight just the way he saw. Why on earth, he asks, with a disbelieving look, would we ever think to burn or ban a book? Gathering knowledge, he declared, is not elevation or emasculation. It's liberation. That's enough. I think I'm going home. Turn the page, I say. Oh, please come by and sit a while. We'll talk of things that make us smile. There's a breeze across the porch today. I'll open up a couple beers and put on some vinyl records that we haven't heard in years. Oh, let the stories flow of Ted Williams and DiMaggio, of kids and dogs, of oaks and palms, and orange moons rising. I'll recite some lines of poetry and share with you my secret stash you sing to me some songs of Christopherson and Cash. Okay, okay, he answered. I'll come by for a bit. And we talked more of things, Saturn's rings and tire swings, and the lonely song the highway sings. The root holds of a learned man, finding meaning on his own, you understand. On his own, but not alone. I forget he's made of flesh and bone. Reading Shakespeare by the fire, reciting lines from Lonesome Dove, pondering the prince of tides and the wonder of falling hopelessly in love. Scholars and artists are good company to keep, showing us a world both broad and deep. Miles to go before we sleep. Miles to go. Fair winds. <laughs>